You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Leftovers. Okay, so I'm going to talk about going to my mom's house a little bit here, okay? On Thursday, we went to, I don't know, 28, 29, I don't know how many people were there, 28, 29, something like that. Um, took a picture. I guess we could count them up. So Bradley had to leave early and get back to work. So we had, they're still trying to Photoshop him into the picture, I think. But uh, c- counting all that up, how, how many that were there. And, and um, I knew, I knew that there was going to be, I mean, there always is. There, there, there are some special dishes, it seems like. I can only get one time a year, right? Maybe, maybe sometimes a Christmas as well. And so, you know, what I did anticipating that, I, I tried my best to be good on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, right? I tried. Now, some people didn't help me with that, you know, when they tried to treat me a little bit here and there. Uh, but I did because when I got there, I wanted to enjoy, and I didn't want to feel any regrets about it because I was good three days, right? I mean, we do that kind of thing, right? I, I was good three days, so I can do this. I was, I've asked a lot of people this morning, did you eat too much? And most of them shook their head yes, and I said, but, you know, the real question is, I asked some of them, is how many times did you eat too much in the past three days, right? And uh, so I wanted to be able to do that. So I get there. Okay, we ask the blessing. And, you know, and I, try to be, I try to be nice and not be the very first one in line. We got some people in my family that they don't worry about that at all. They go ahead and be the first. But I tried to back off a little bit, you know, and finally everybody's still talking over here. And so I go ahead and I'm fourth, fifth in line or something. And I just... I just get in the middle of mom's, uh, mom's kitchen, you know, and she's got the food. It's just all over, you know, and I, I just, I just kind of do that. Just kind of, just take it all in, you know, and it's like, uh, I want some of that, and I want some of that, and I want some, y'all don't do this, you know, <laughs> y'all looking at me straight, because, uh, uh, and, and so what I do is I pick the five top, five top things I want out of all of that. Because this year, somebody didn't buy those big plates that have the, diff, you know, have the petitions on them. We had these little bitty things. I don't know what, why we did that this time, but, you know, so I thought, I can get five things on here and get all I want of these five things, and I picked my top five things, okay? So, Kristen, give me that first one. Oh, there it is. Okay. We must pick and choose the best because we only have a certain amount of space. And those aren't my five favorites right there necessarily, okay? That's just the picture they found to put on the slide. So I picked my five best. We, we, we must pick and choose the best. Listen, if, if I go to your house and you got two or three things on the plate for me to eat, one of them's lima beans, I'm eating lima beans. But when I'm at my mom's and I got all this other stuff, I ain't touching lima beans. Somebody else can have those today, okay? I'm going to pick the five best because I have a limited amount of space. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? We have a limited amount of space, but it's not just right here. We have a limited amount of time space. We have a, a limited amount of, of attention space. You know what I'm talking about? It's like you don't have time to give proper attention to every single thing that comes into your life. You know, we have a limited amount of effort space in our lives, you know, and I got some people that keep telling me that about myself, you know, and, you know, they keep telling me that you, you can only do so much and you've only got this much effort that you can give. And so what do you have to do? We must pick and choose. You've only got a certain amount of budget 
space, right? And I know this is the time of year that we don't want to pick and choose, do we? We want to squeeze it all in, get the MasterCard out, right? Whatever it takes, we'll figure it out how to pay it in January, you know? But let's, let's be honest, we have to pick and choose the best because we only have a certain amount of space. That is true in every area of your life. And I don't know that we always choose the best. I don't know that we always choose the best. So I eat my plate, and let me just take, let me just go ahead and say, it was good. <laughs> it was amazing. You know, I, you know, I had to brag on the cooks. You know, I mean, I mean, as in going around to each one, and I just say, hey, everybody, it was good. No, I mean, I went around to them, had to tell them how good it was. And I don't do this often, but I went back for seconds, okay? I don't, I don't, I don't do that often because I, I just can't eat as much, you know, and that, that's, a, that's another thing, right? My space I, I know it's bigger than it was when we first got married, but somehow, even though I got more of this, it's like my stomach's not as big. When we first got married, I could eat two Big Macs, a large fry, an apple pie, and a large Coke in one sitting. You know, it, I couldn't eat that much if you held a gun to my head today. You know, I, I just couldn't do it. So getting seconds meant when I went back, I knew I couldn't fill that plate up again. If I, if I did, I was just going to be wasting food, right? So I went back. Okay, so the next next uh next the less space or margin i have in my life requires even more discretion you know when my stomach was empty i could take a whole lot more on but now that i'm almost ha almost full it takes more discretion are you listening to me those of you who say i'm too busy i don't have time i, I I'm, I'm too tired uh, I don't have the money. I don't have a lot. If that's you, then you have to use more discretion. So don't think that's an excuse. Don't think that's an excuse to not make good choices. That means if you don't have any of those things, that means you have to have even more discretion with those things. And you know what? We make time. Come on. We make space. I think that's my third one right here, right? We make space for the things that are important to us. We do. We don't have time, do we? But how many of us found four hours late yesterday to have your hearts ripped out? <laughs> I mean, some of you have your hearts ripped out for about three hours, and then others had their heart ripped out for the last hour of that, right? We, found we find time for the stuff that is really important to us. See, that's, that's really the question. We, we go back up to that top. We've got to pick and choose. What's, what's the important stuff? And we find time. People tell me, I just don't have time to pray. You would pray, you would find time to pray if it was important to you. I don't have time to read the Bible. You, you would find time for the Word of God in your life if it was important to you. I don't have time to, to Pastor talked a couple of weeks ago about sitting and just waiting for God to speak. I, I don't have time to just sit around. Man, you need to find some time to sit around. To hear God speak, to, to relax, to decompress, all of those kinds of things. If it's important to you, I, I, or I don't have money. I don't have money to do it. You find ways to do everything else. Like we're going to find a way to afford Christmas this year. Everybody, everybody's complaining. You know, gas prices are up. Bacon prices are up. That one hits me right here, right? You know? Toy prices are up and all that. I remember back when we were in Texas and uh, the state overseer, my boss, he, he came in. He said, you can't tell that gas is nearly $4 a gallon out there, all them SUVs running up and down the interstate, burning up all that gas. 
we find a way to do everything that is important for us to do. We choose. We make, we make those choices. Okay, so I'm back to my mom's house now and uh, in the story. I don't mean I'm there right now. Even, uh, but, I'm, you know, back to my mom's house, that story. You know, we, we hang around a while. Kids go out in the back. I don't know how many times I went out in and out that back door. We just had it standing open. I guess it was being open so many times. And we got little bitty kids, and they're playing. Uh, some of the adults and kids are playing ladder golf, and you'll have to ask them. I explain that one to you. It's, it's more than I can do and waste my time right here because I'm having to choose, right? What I'm going to say, right? <laughs> and they're playing that, and we're just sitting around talking inside, outside, and just going on back and forth. And, you know, and it's getting close to that time that, you know, it's starting to look a little dark because rain's coming in. I'm thinking, you know, we're going to be leaving here in a little bit. And so I'm going to go back in and get just a little bit more to eat. And I went back into the kitchen, and we should not have left that back door open because sometime when none of us were watching, a flock of vultures came in, and they just about wiped out all of my five favorites. And I'd whittle it down to four, right, of what I could swing. And so I looked around, and, I, I, yeah, the mac and cheese was sitting there. And I don't know if we ate it all in that first sitting or people had already gotten plates to go home or what. But I saw the mac and cheese, and I thought, you know, and I could have gotten a, a half of a shell off the corner here, a little bit of cheese, and pulled it off it. You know, that just didn't seem worth it. I had to make do with a piece of pecan pie. So, you know, I, I just, you know, because that, that was, you know, dessert was about all I could find. So I had to. But after all, I'd been good for three days, right? So I did that. And, but my wife was good to me because, you know, what she did is she went and got a Ziploc bag. And she went over to that plate of turkey. And she filled up that bag of turkey and with turkey to take home because she knows. I didn't eat a bit of turkey at my mom's on Thursday. Because that's not how I like it. I like to bring it home. I love it the next day after it's been in the refrigerator, dried out real good. I know some of y'all saying, "Really? Yes, dried out real good, so I can take a fresh loaf, a fresh two fresh pieces of bread, and put that dry, dry turkey on top of it, and then smother it in mayonnaise, and then cover it up with with uh, some white cheese. I don't care whatever kind of white cheese you've got in the refrigerator is good with me. You know, and that 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 dry and wet and dry and you know just just back and forth, just all of that mixed together. Some of y'all want a turkey sandwich right now, aren't you? Right? Okay. I've had three since Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> that's how that's how much I've done. You know, three different times. I, I don't mean I had three all at one time. I've had three since Thanksgiving Day. You see, some things in life are meant to be savored. You know, you know, back when I used to eat two Big Macs, large fry, and apple pie, and a Coke, I didn't savor them. Man, they were in my belly before I had a chance to taste them, you know? But nowadays, I, I, I can't eat quite as much. You know what I do is I savor my food a whole lot better. If I get one Big Mac, and I will, say, I will enjoy that Big Mac so much more than I ever enjoyed those two Big Macs. Like, like if I go get a good steak, and I tell you, I, I just don't want to pay 20 plus dollars for a bad steak. So I just don't eat a lot of steak because I'm going to go somewhere that's got a good steak or I ain't going at all, right? And some people ask the question online, you know, Facebook, like uh, what kind of steak sauce? They want Heinz 57. If I got to put some steak sauce on it, I'm going somewhere else next time I get a steak because I want a good steak if I'm going to get a steak, right? And so I sit there, and I know, I know it's, ed, it's proper etiquette. You don't, cut all, you don't cut it all up all at once. I know you're not supposed to do that. I learned that back in ninth grade when we had a little bit of an etiquette class. And so I know you're not supposed to do that, but I don't do that because I want to savor. 
Most of the time, I'll cut a piece. I'll lay my knife down, swap my fork over to my dominant hand, <laughs> take it, and then put that in my, and then lay that one down and just, mm, if it's a good steak, because I'm savoring. I'm taking my time. Some things are meant to be savored, like prayer. You know, if you're praying just so that you can check it off the list, I got it. Listen, if that's the only way you can get it done, then please keep doing it that way. But at some point, you've got to learn to savor your time with God. You've got to learn to savor that. You know, it's, it, and, and, and some of it is the anticipation of the savor. I know that sounded like I said that wrong because it really sounds like we need to be talking, I'm talking about Advent, right? Anticipating the Savior, <laughs> you know? And so that's a good word, word twist there. So some of y'all want to use it in your small group or whatever. Y'all go ahead because I'm not going there. We need to anticipate the Savior. It's when you anticipate your prayer time. And listen, some of you today have, let me, let me ask you this question. Without raising your hand, let me just ask you, how many of you have something you need God to do for you today? You don't have to raise your hand. You can just, you can just know it in here. Say it in here. I do. I do. I want you to anticipate Anticipate at the end of this service, there are some prayer team members going to be on either side of this stage area, and they are anticipating a time to help you pray and take your need to the throne room of God. You need to be, every time you come to church, if you've got a need, and listen, most of us do. You've got you to anticipate this. This is, a, this is a moment coming at the end of the service. Pastor, shut up, quit preaching so I can get down there and let them help me pray with it, pray this thing up to God. Because i got to have some help right here, this week, right now, in this. You need to anticipate that. Or an, an anticipating reading the Bible, reading the Word of God. I mean, if, again, if, you, if you're just checking it off the list, you're missing so much. You're missing so much. I mean, you know, uh, those who are anticipating and reading, and reading the Word and thinking, God's going to speak to me out of this today. I've mentioned this the past two weeks. I'm mentioning it again today. Okay, if, you, if you're like that, you know, and then others, some of you that you're not, you're just, I got to pray, I got to read the Bible, I got to pray, I got to do those things, and you're just doing it just to get through the motions. You know, you know what, it's, there, there's a bunch of people sitting over here on this side of the table eating their filet mignon, and you're sitting on the other side of the table eating ground beef because you're just, you're just going through the motions. You're chewing on some old old round steak that came out, of the, came out of the oldest bull in the pasture or something. You're just missing the, the, the beauty and the awesomeness, the, the, the taste, the flavor of everything that God wants to do. If you're not anticipating the savor of the moment of, of let me get into the Word, let me see what I don't, I, don't, I don't have hours today, so let me just get into the Word and just see what He's got for me that can encourage me today. Some things are meant to be savored. Anticipate the savor of, of even your efforts that you give. I got to tell you, there are some things I do not enjoy doing. There are some things in pastoring I do not enjoy doing. But there are some things that I savor the opportunity to get to do this, to get to do that. One of them is this right here. I savor this, and I anticipate the savor of this. This moment right here that I get to have with you. Why, I'm, I'll tell you in just a moment, read the scripture, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I mean this and how deep I mean it. Or even the giving. Givers savor the opportunity to give, and they anticipate it. 
this year I'm going to get to buy a toy. This year I'm going to get to give toward a, 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 a meal of some, that someone needs. This year I'm going to get to do. Givers anticipate that. Some things are meant to be savored. Let, let, me, let me read the scripture. And I want to echo the words of, of Moses right here, okay, when he's talking to the Israelites in Deuteronomy 30, 19. He says, today I have given you the choice. We've been talking about choices, right? All about leftovers and choices today. I've been giving you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And, I mean, and we're all making choices, life and death choices. I, not, I'm not talking about physical life and death. We, we make those too. We make those too. I, you know, I heard a 15-year-old drove her mom to church this morning. Her mom made a life or death choice this morning to let her, right, right? You know, we make those kinds of choices, but I'm not just talking about physical life and death. I'm talking about spiritual life and death. I'm talking about the life and death of, of the things around us, the things that God has given to us. We, we make these choices all along. And, oh, that you would choose life. Oh, I, I, and this is... This is the moment I savor with you. Is, is please, 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 church. I just, I, I, I wish, oh, that you would choose life in all of those decisions you get to make today, this moment, this week in your life. I just beg of you, choose right, choose, choose the best, choose the awesome, choose the deep, choose the stuff, not, not the stuff that's going to matter five minutes from now, the stuff that's going to matter five million years from now. Because if you believe in eternity, there, there, there's going to be stuff that matters five million years from now. Wow. Wow. Choose it. Choose it. And speaking of leftovers, last week I, I gave you some words from, go ahead and bring that up if you will, Kristen, from Pastor Joe Whit and I don't have time to, to really preach these, okay? I preached those last week, so if you missed them, get there. How we grow spiritually. If it's important to you, you'll make time, right? Meet together in a church and life group. Seek God in daily prayer, Bible reading, journaling. Serve others in our church and community. Give to God's work in our church and to the poor. And share your faith with your friends. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, there's a lot of you folks, you, I mean, look around. A lot of you folks love working out, right? I mean, just, just look around at all these places just springing up here, here. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more that crowd of coffee shop, you know, I'm going to put something in here instead of do something with these, right? <laughs> but if it's important to you, if it's important, if, you, if you're going to build this up, <laughs> not just this way, but you're going to build this up, you have to put the time in. You're going to have to make some choices. And oh, as, as, as Moses said, oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Choose best. Don't choose, don't choose what's in here. Don't choose the taste. Choose the heart of what's best. But there's some leftovers from this because I actually wanted to share something else that Pastor Joe Whitworth said and I uh, didn't have time that day so I had to just knock it off the plate for that day. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back. Here's the leftovers. What it means to be wholehearted after Jesus concerning God if you're wholehearted after Jesus, means I have an authentic relationship with God. I don't, have a, I don't have a third-hand relationship that I come to a church and listen to somebody talk about a God I don't know, listen to somebody sing about a God I don't know, listen to people pray to a God that I don't know. I have an authentic relationship with God, me, 
What about me? I am becoming more like Christ. I'm not just hearing the words. I'm not just reading the words, but I am becoming more like Christ. Do, do, we, do we get, that, that's what it means. That's, that's what it means to be able to grow spiritually. It's to be wholehearted after Jesus, becoming more like Christ. About us, about people, we, that I have healthy relationships with others. And I, I think this is one of, the, one of the biggest struggles that the church has right now, reaching lost people, is we've lost healthy relationships with so many in our lives, you know, and so many around us. In the world, I am using my gifts to serve others. I am using my gifts to serve others. I don't, I don't know why or how, but somewhere in my lifetime, growing up in church, we lost that last one. We truly became, I mean, it, I mean it's been a little bit of a buzzword for me, narcissistic. It's been about us. You know, I, over the years, I'd say I've had a lot more people come and tell me what they wanted out of the church instead of what the community needs out of our church. And I think some of the people at Grindage because they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. We've heard the same things. It cannot be about us. Because when Jesus hung on the cross, it wasn't about him. If it had been about him, he would have said, I ain't doing this anymore. He made it about you so that you could make it about somebody else. A couple of weeks ago, here, here's a little bit more of a leftover. A couple of weeks ago, I, I, I mentioned, and some of you had never heard this before, and if you didn't listen to the podcast, you were here, you missed this. But when 29-11 planted, <clears throat> one of the first things we did is raise money to dig a well in Romania. And um, for, for an orphanage, but this orphanage, they dug it in, in a way and in a place that they could actually give fresh water to everybody in town. Nice little town there, Brashton, Romania. But their city water was horrible. And four years, let's see, uh, yeah, four years after that, in a sermon, I stated something, and then I posted it on Facebook later that week. So this was eight years ago. And I said this, because of this promise, because three different times people said to me, different people, they said, because your church has been a well in a place that you'll never visit, God's going to make you a well to the people around you. This is what I said in that sermon. This is what, four years later, and this is what I posted on Facebook. Church 2911 is called to dig postmodern wells in the barren land of our communities where the Samaritan woman of today can get a drink and have a conversation that includes words of eternal life. What an awesome calling. What an awesome calling that would be to, to have God say, this is what I'm going to make you. And you know, I, I think we, we've, all, we've all seen in the past, well, We've done it a little bit here. We've done it a little bit here. We've done it a little bit here. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, we're watching it happen now through the coffee shop and the rentals and those kinds of things. But that's just the beginning, guys. That's just the beginning. I mean, it's just as much as I would see little things. I'd say, hey, there it is. It's happening. And it's so little. And God's just like, nah, that ain't it. 
you ain't even seen it yet. And now we're looking at these things and we're saying, wow, look what God's doing. And God's still, that ain't it, guys. You're just barely getting started. God wants to make us postmodern well diggers so that people can have the conversations that include the words of eternal life. God wants to do that in us. That's, that's the calling that God has given to us as a church of 2911, that it's not about us. But it's got to be, okay, i got, I got to hurry. So let me, let me go to some scripture right here. This is Luke chapter 21. While Jesus was in the temple one day, he was watching the rich people. Rich people. That sound, the way it's said right there, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> watching those rich people. You know, it almost sounds kind of bad, you know, them rich people. But he was watching the rich people. I, I didn't say it. This is the word of God, okay? While Jesus was in the temple, he was watching the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. I think maybe it's said that way just because of what we're going to see here at the end of this, this verse, of these verses. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said. This poor widow has given more than all the rest of them. And, you know, I think this is where some people say, Jesus, you're crazy. You know, you just talk. You, some things you just say, I think you just say for effect. You know, that this woman is given more than all these other people. Jesus, I, I understand kind of what you're saying, but you're really just trying to blow this up and make a big deal out of it, you know, prove a point or whatever. But he says, for they, the rich, have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. What did Jesus say about those first ones that came? For they have given a tiny part of their of their what? Surplus. Can anybody think of, a, of another word for surplus? Leftovers? That, that, that'd fit right there, wouldn't it? That would fit right there. They have given of their leftovers, but she made a choice to give when she didn't have to give. She didn't have it to give. They had plenty to give. And you know what? We do that. We give out of our surplus. Because not a one of us. There, there's, not a, there's not a widow like this. There's not a poor person like this in this house. There's not anybody in this house. If there is, talk to me after service. We need to bless you. But there's nobody here that is down to their last two coins. We are stinking blessed. And when we finally find a way to give a little something, we're like these at the be very beginning of that passage of Scripture. Because we've got so much, we're giving just a portion of our leftovers, and we've still got plenty to take care of us. You know, um, oh shoot, what's his name? Gateway. Robert Morris. Is that right? No, Jimmy Evans, I'm sorry. Uh, his, his, his buddy, co-pastor. Jimmy Evans said this. You have to take responsibility for God's family when you've only got five loaves and two fish, not when you get rich. He was talking about being a blessing even to the people of God. That's, that's what he was talking about that day. And he said, we can't wait until we get rich to say, I'll help, I'll help, I'll help. He said, we're called to help even when all we've got is a little boy's lunch. God didn't call us to help. I mean, if you feel, if you feel something in you, God didn't call you to help. When you get enough, he's calling you to help today. He's calling you to uh, to. To make the right choices today, so 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 what? I don't know what I could do. Let me, let me give you three things you can do today. Okay, 
holiday projects at 2911. This week, we, uh, <laughs> I say we <laughs> because I'm pastor. I didn't actually cook the meal or any of that kind of stuff, right? But because of our ladies being involved, Royal Chick and some of our ladies being involved, we fed some single parent homes this week. You say, well, that one's over. No, it's not over. I mean, you say, hey, I didn't know about that. You say, I want to replenish some of the Royal Chicks funds. Since they did that, if I, if I give something to that, I'm a part of that, even though it's already done. You said, that's still the way that works. Or the Royal Chicks have their big Christmas project. And um, last year, how many? 27 kids in this area that were taken care of. And not, I'm not just talking about the toys, but uh, the things that they need. Uh, clothes and all those kinds of things and uh, they're still raising money for that because uh, they, ne they never know how many how many they're going to have at the last minute and so they're always raising money for that so if you uh, would like to be involved in that ask Ro about it uh, you know who she is now if you don't know Rogina you know who she is now since I had her speak out ask her about that how you can be a part of giving toward that of giving money or maybe even going and buying some toys or something being part of that that kind of thing and then the, the third thing we're doing is the Christmas the Kentucky Christmas blessing these toys over here, did y'all notice those? Hopefully you're that observant that you saw there's something weird going on over here. Yeah, this toy drive. Every year we're a part of this toy drive. A lot of churches are part of this. And I don't have time to do a full commercial, but let me just say what's going to happen is in Jackson, Kentucky, in just a, a few weeks on a Saturday morning, there are going to be hundreds of people lined up before, whoops, okay, thank you. <laughs> I thought we lost something. Uh, before daylight to get in line so that they can get they can get uh, toys and, and also food and hear the gospel message and hear about Jesus Christ. And so every year we're a part of, we're part of this. And, and next Sunday is the deadline. And so we've already had some people bring theirs in. So next Sunday, bring them in. We're going to have a word of prayer at the end because we've got to pack them up next Sunday because they've got to go to Dalton, Georgia that week so that they can start being loaded with all the other stuff onto 18-wheelers, big, big tractor trailers, and get ready to go to Jackson, Kentucky, uh, and be able to minister to those people and serve them. So what, how, how, how do I get involved in that? Grab your kids or your grandkids or your, or your nieces or your nephews. Go to a store today and tell them, pick out something that you would like to have and let's send it to Kentucky for some kid. If you have kids, they need to start learning that right now. They don't need to learn it later in life like many of us had to right many of you had to they don't need to learn it that way teach them to, and do that today do it today bring it bring it up here and i mean if you if you got to bring it in the middle of the week bring it in the middle of the week coffee shop is open they'll help you get it back here whatever you do do that right now today. thanks for listening to the church 2911 sermons podcast if you have a need we would love to pray with you you can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.